Welcome to Distinct Poplar, a twice-monthly audio fiction series written and narrated by Matt Herzberg from www.distinctpoplar.com. This is episode 11 of series 1, The Business. Chellin steeled herself for the moment of intervention, the build-up, the expectation. All of the nervousness seemed to flood over her all at once. Her extremities felt like jelly as her breath quickened, and a small sensation of urgency burrowed up from her stomach, through her chest, and into her throat. It was something that she had to let out, had to release. However, the urge would not subside until she made her move. She would need to reach out and snatch the small backpack away from Durga, who had so deftly kept it just then out of Bree's desperately grasping reach. But even though Chellen was taller than Bree, stronger than Bree, and quicker than her too, she was no match for Durga especially with the taller girl's two minions who continued to bob and weave around Bree, taunting her. So that means I'll have to fight dirty, thought Chellen. Taking advantage of Durga's unaware cronies, Chellen waited for the two girls to make their final rotation around Bree. It was in that final moment when the two of them crossed in front of the younger girl mere inches from one another, the challenge took her moment. She broke out into a full sprint, and used her momentum to ungracefully barrel right into the first locker room girl. Upon impact, Chellen gave her a quick shove, and sent the surprised girl sprawling forward. With arms sent wide and an expression of pure fear, the first girl crashed right into the second, who fell backwards, arms flailing in an effort to regain control. But the two became one when they crashed into one another. When Chellen pulled back, all she could make out was a mass of hair and flailing arms as the two girls ate the floor. Now all that was left was Durga, who shoved Bree to the ground with one of her long branch-like arms just like in Chellen's nightmares. Then Durga held up the bag as a trophy now over Chellen, taunting her to take a chance at grabbing it. But Chellen would not play such a game. You give that back, she told Durga. But the giantess towered over Chellen in a stance of superiority. Her back was straight, the backpack held aloft, her legs set wide in a secure stance, should Chellen try to knock her over as well. Why don't you come and... Oof! Durga had started to say something back to Chellen in response, but Chellen hadn't wanted to waste any more time. With a well-placed kick from her black combat boots, Chellen nailed Durga Drumlig square in the crotch. Chellen had answered in the first way that had popped into her mind. 
which occurred in slow motion as the giantess began to crumple forward, her face a deep purple, tears all but squirting out of the sides of her eyelids, and a deep groan of pain bursting from her throat. Was that wrong? Chellin wondered in that brief moment, as time seemed to stand still. It was a place where nobody should ever hit anyone, let alone another girl. But Chellin had never gotten into a fight before, so she didn't know what was fair game and what wasn't. It made sense that such a tactic went against everything that was considered clean and honorable in such a situation. However, it just didn't register the way it was supposed to. It actually felt really, really good. I'm a dirty fighter! Chellen shouted, the revelation exploding from Chellen exuberantly as she took Bree's backpack away from Durga so quickly and so effortlessly that she nearly fell over from the force of her own momentum once the moment resumed in real time for her. The bag was in the air. It then dropped from the larger girl's trembling fingers. Chellen shot out an arm as fast as she could and practically launched herself at the dumb backpack like it was the most important thing in the whole universe. What Chellen had just done, it took the other girls by complete surprise, all at once. Like a chain reaction, the two that were picking themselves up from the floor around Bree then stood there, completely dumbfounded, unable to make sense at what had just happened. Little did they know that Chellen was good at snatching things. Now all three of the other kids were focused on Chellen with wide eyes and gaping mouths of surprise. You kicked me in my business! Durga's deep-throated voice rang out in pain, like some sort of wounded animal, a sound that Chellen had never heard before, a sound that made her sick to her stomach. Chellen had never been kicked in that place, so she didn't understand the kind of pain that Durga was feeling. Chellen was starting to regret the fact that she had done it, but there was no turning back now. Why did you do that? One of the locker room girls demanded as she rushed towards Chellen and challenged her with wide eyes and raised eyebrows. It wasn't just the anger that was held in her eyes. Chellen could also see that the girl was legitimately afraid for her super tall friend. Zerga wasn't used to being challenged by other kids at school, she imagined. Definitely not like this at the very least. The bell is about to ring, Chellen stated calmly as she watched the girls eye one of the overhead clocks with suspicion. They had gotten so carried away that they must have forgotten. Chellen then pointed towards the shadowy figure of Mr. Blackwheel, who all but materialized from the shadows where he was hidden. Now that he had been exposed, the skulking hull monitor crossed his bony arms the elbows jutting through his sleeves like a sickly skeleton. I hurt like you cannot even imagine, 
Durga bellowed. I don't have a problem with hitting people, Chelan warned the other two girls. The words escaped from her mouth quickly before she even realized that she had spoken them. Had she just said such a thing? Where did it come from? It surprised Chelan, not only in the way that she had said the words without even thinking, but also in fact that she meant them completely and utterly. Even though before today, Chelan had never hit anything in her life. Yet, there was no doubt in her mind what she was capable of at this moment. The calm of her voice was nearly betrayed by the rapid-fire beating of her heart, which thumped away in her chest like a lumberjack chopping away at an impossibly large tree. Chop, 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 piece by piece, little by little, chipping away splinters and exposing the wood once the bark was gone. Chelan had never gotten into a straight-up fight before, let alone with a senior, let alone with a group of kids, let alone with one of the worst bullies that the current rotation of Kagger High had to offer, and she a lowly sophomore, behind Durga by two school years. What the hell was she thinking? The answer was simple. Nothing. Chelan was simply reacting to a bully, and a particularly mean one at that. But that threat was neutralized. Durga was flush-faced and suffering through the pain on her hands and knees. Her two friends were leaning down next to her, trying and failing to help. What should we do? they asked. What do you want us to do? Durga showed her face from under her mass of coiled, tangled braids. Through clenched eyelids and deep breaths, she threw out a long, knotted finger and pointed one of her painted nails at Chelan. Murder her, she bellowed in pain, her voice quivering as she sobbed. Murder her dead. For a moment, the girls just looked at Chelan, unsure of what to do next. They stood to their feet and stared her down menacingly, but nothing actually happened. They all just stood there, unsure about making the next move, to fight Chelan on behalf of their fallen leader, or counting their losses, and licking their wounds. Blackwheel then cleared his throat, breaking the silent staring contest between Chelan and Durga's girls. To help drive the point home, the disciplinarian started unraveling the slack from his leather tooth lasher. Over and over, piece by piece, the lash of his punishing weapon unwound slowly to the floor. The tip of the cruel leather whip tapped against the floor loudly, the harmful nodules and wicked bumps clack-clack clacking across the cracked checkerboard tile of the school hallway threatening the whole lot of them. Bree, the locker room girls, and Chelan, too. Threatening that if they didn't make for class soon, the vile weapon would claim at least a few of them in the scatter once the bell rang. Durga sneered at Chelan one last time, right before she was helped to her feet and collected by her buffoonish friends, who hollered and hooted down the hallways as they slowly made their way off the class, 
with poor Durga limping between them. Chelin would have collapsed in that very moment, succumbing to the pressure of the whole experience. However, there wasn't time for that right now. Chelin and Bree needed to get to class as well, for the large, clicking overhead clock face displayed with its oversized crooked hands that time was indeed running out for both of them. Here, said Chelin, stuffing the rescued backpack into Bree's arms, gathering up the long rabbit ears that sprouted from the top so as to keep the younger girl from tripping over them. Then she pushed her down the hallway as fast as she could go in effort to get away from Blackwheel, who followed closely behind, but at a more relaxed and slower pace. He did this because this moment wasn't about the chase for the disciplinarian. It was about the inevitable catch, the moment in which one or both of the girls wouldn't make it to their class on time, for the gatekeeper was the shrill cry of the incoming school bell when it was scheduled to scream its heart out all over the crackle and pop of the ancient ceiling-lined speaker system that dotted every hallway in the entire school. Blackwheel could do nothing until that moment, but it was that moment that Blackwheel relished the most, a fact that could be seen plainly on his face as Chelin glanced over her shoulder, watching the man as he slowly followed them, his yellow teeth fixed within their blackened gums, grinding together in anticipation. The wet edges of his lips was where pockets of drool began to form, until he wiped them away with his long, billowing sleeves from his black robes. "'That was amazing!' shouted Bree, recounting the heated confrontation with the bullies and breaking Chelan's concentration on Blackwheel. So she hurried them down the hallway by pressing her hand into Bree's back and practically pushed the younger girl ahead of her. But Bree barely noticed, as long stretches of the school zoomed past them as they picked up speed until Chelan pushed them into an all-out run. Soon it was all a blur, the lockers, the classrooms, the intersecting maze of hallways. For Bree, each deep breath she took was followed with a long sigh of garbled, jubilant words that celebrated Chelin for her bravery. I thought we were dead meat, stammered Bree quickly over her next deep breath. I can't believe you kicked that girl in her special place. With wide eyes and an ear-to-ear -ear smile, the younger girl was enamored with Chelan's simple act of defiance. She continued to praise the Rom girl for her heroism between each deeper and deeper release, which happened so rapidly that Chelan was afraid the younger girl wouldn't get enough air and ultimately would pass out. Still, the confrontation hadn't registered for Chelan the way that it did for Bree. Chelan's mind had moved on to the next problem at hand. If Blackwheel caught them, he would string them up from the ceiling by their ankles with his leather-tooth lasher. He would drag them down to the principal's office kicking and screaming, and not only would the girls get detention, but those bullies, Durga and her girls, would have gotten off scot-free and won as a result. Chelan hated that idea. She wanted to win for once.
precious few seconds were evaporating in the very air around them as the two girls finally broke into an all-out run. Finally, Bree had gotten the amazement out of her system and just focused on sprinting as fast as her little legs could carry her. Chellen was surprised at how fast the younger girl could move, considering that in their shared gym period, she often noticed Bree sputtering around in circles, just walking and talking to the nothing and the nobody. She didn't seem like the athletic type. Chellen, on the other hand, pushed herself at every opportunity. Being good at sports wasn't really a thing Roms were into, and athleticism certainly didn't come naturally to her, so she had to work extra hard at it when nobody was looking. Now wasn't one of those moments where Chellen could hide. Each classroom they passed had students gathering around the doorways and pressed their faces up to the small glass windows that peeked out into the hallway. Every student had stopped what they were doing and had become an audience for the great escape that was now in progress. Luckily, Chellen had become so acquainted with Bree's daily routine that she knew exactly where the younger girl's next class was without being told. Unfortunately, Chellen's own destination was not in the same wing as Bree's and the intersection where the two girls had to separate was now looming ahead of them. Chellen gave the younger girl a bit of a shove to push her forward as she disengaged and headed down the opposite hallway at the intersection. Chellen knew that this was the moment of truth. Bree would be safe as she arrived at her classroom. The other kids would dash out of her way as she shot across the invisible finish line and sprinted through the archway of her classroom, marking her safe. Bree would collapse at her desk and push the sweaty strands of her hair from her face, managing another large, full smile as her chest heaved and her lungs pulled for air. And everyone in her class would stare at her with wide eyes, wondering what was going on. Ah, me, zing, would be all that Bree could muster. But what would become of Chellen? Once Blackwheel realized that his prey was soon to be one fewer, he broke off his pursuit of Bree so he could focus exclusively on Chellen. If you've been enjoying Distinct Poplar, we would love to hear about it. Please consider rating and reviewing us on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you found our stories. Positive reviews go a long way to helping us find new listeners, and we truly appreciate it. You've been listening to Series 1, Episode 11, The Business. Written and narrated by Matt Herzberg and copyright Wednesday, June 27th, 2018. The music for this episode is by Chris Brisky. For more information, check the show notes in this episode's description. For more stories like this one, as well as ebooks and more information about the city that forgot to stay clean, check us out online at www.distinctpoplar.com or through our social media 
Just search for Distinct Poplar on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Stop by. Say hello.